Fourth Line Grinders, episode four. Zach and Will here. Uh, welcome back to the podcast. Um, I think we're going to start with Habs uh, first this week because we started with Leafs last week. So, Will, what's going on with um, the Well, I guess um, biggest news, Jake Allen will return tonight. Um, he got hit in the head. Uh, he got ran. Mostly his own defenseman's fault. Uh, he had a concussion. He's been cleared to play. Uh, second biggest news, obviously Cole Caulfield was called up from Laval. He put yep. in uh, five points in six games. Mm-hmm. It's a little early. Uh, it is a little early, but um, when Cole Caulfield was originally sent down, I said it was going to do one of two things for him. I said it was going to either make him a better player and give him more confidence, or it was going to do the complete opposite and deteriorate his confidence, and like he might not respond how he... Um, did previously to being called up, and you know some t- some players never really um, get their edge back after going yep. down and losing that confidence. Um, but he did mention uh, to press that he did believe that it was um, a good move for him to go down and find his game again. Um, and he said that he uh, completely agreed with the move, and so that there was no hard feelings between that um, with the management. So I think that's huge for Cole Caulfield and for the Habs. Um, that he is back and feels like he's going to be able to play his best game again. He did look good against Nashville. He looked confident. Um, he got a lot of high danger scoring chances, but the kid's squeezing the stick too tight. Yeah. I uh, mean, he had he had two opportunities where he was looking at enough, more than enough net for Cole Caulfield to score, mm-hmm. and he just aired it. Yeah. Um, we're going to go a little, little faster, eh? I like that. Um, the Habs got a win. Against yep. uh, the Predators. Yep. Um, but it wasn't uh, necessarily a win that was too pretty. Uh, um, the first period, Nashville looked like the better team. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sammy Motombo played a fantastic game. Yep. Um, he bailed him out in the first. Yep. And the Habs went into the second, going up one. Yep. Um, and then scored four in the second. Yeah. Dominated the second period. We get to the third period. Uh, Something else defensive happened. collapse. Yeah. Um, Motombo, by the way, stole another two goals from the Predators. Oh, it could have been a tight game. Yeah, Motombo, I think, um, definitely the reason for the Habs hanging on in that game. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that is pretty bad. Um, not only that you gave up three goals in the third, but also that you also gave them up to the same player. Um, that that's pretty bad. Uh, Matthew Shane scoring a natural hat trick in, in the, the third, third period, down five nothing in a game where he, his team was down five nothing. Yeah, um, so definitely, like Brutal. I mentioned this with the Leafs. I think in podcast one, I was like, "Hey, the Leafs got a win. It wasn't pretty, but I you can't win. choose when you're not winning. You yeah. just gotta take yep. the win." So I think this is what the Habs are gonna try to do is like take the win. Um, and just kind of move forward and be like, okay, yep. hey, we got the two points. We absolutely collapsed in the third, but we got the two points. That's all that matters. By the way, that is um, the Habs' first win since Jake Allen's injury. Yeah, um, it is. <laughs> uh, well, it just shows the importance of goaltending yeah. um, and just inter- injuries in general, right? Like him coming back up now is, is going to be huge. Um, for everybody, but Moton Blow looked. He's been good. He's been good. Yeah, that no was kind complaints. of no complaints. No complaints. He's proved that he is a legitimate NHL backup. It kind of almost reminded me of uh, like the Jack Campbell yep. um, scenario where he was kind of like 
thrown into a situation that he didn't necessarily want to be in <laughs> and kind of just like ate it up and made the best of it. Yeah. Um, uh, moving on, other goaltenders. Uh, the Leafs goaltenders, only good news there right now. Yeah, so Joseph Wall, obviously, you got to give a congratulations to him. His second Cheers. ever career start, and he gets a shutout. Um, that was pretty special. That was that was a very fun game to watch. Um, was he played a real good game? He, he had a lot a real, of good saves. I mean, the, the Leafs, Leafs helped him out. Helped him I was out about for to the say, first time. I was about to say that the Leafs did uh, definitely help him out a lot. I don't think yep. he had too many saves where no. he had to do anything too crazy. It wasn't too too busy. Um, but he looked just super steady and calm in the net, and you yep. know that's kind of what you want, especially from a bigger goaltender like Joseph Wall. He's a big kid. Whereas you know, like Campbell's a little bit smaller, so he's got to be a little more. Yeah. Flamboyant and uh, a little it's like more watching, acrobatic. Um, it's like watching the difference between Marc Andre Fleury and Ben Bishop. Yeah, Marc Andre like, Fleury throws himself around the crease, and then Ben Bishop just kind of like really sits in the butterfly and yeah. covers the yeah. whole net. Six <laughs> foot seven, not even fair. <laughs> just, um, moving yeah. on though, Jack Campbell. I had a question for you. Yeah, see a Vesna candidate. The way that Jack Campbell is playing right now, I would not be surprised to see him. Uh, be in the question of uh, for Vesna. Right now, he has the best goals against average amongst goalies who have played in more than five games. Yeah. Um, I think Vladar is leading him, and he he's only got five games played. And then there's two other goalies that have a better GAA, and they have like two and three games played. Yeah. And Jack Campbell has 16. Um, so I think definitely right now, like Jack Campbell looks incredible. I mean, he's got. Four shutouts now, I believe, on the season. Yeah, I did not see this coming. I personally, before the season started, said that Jack Campbell would not be able to fully recreate the season he had last year. And so far, I've not been correct. Yeah, um, I think it's time to definitely start respecting Jack Campbell as an NHL goalie and an elite one at that. Um, so yeah, super happy with Campbell. Um, I mean, how can you really hate the guy? He's got like the best personality in all yeah, sports. Yeah. As a Habs fan, I'll chant soup. Oh, absolutely. He's like a human version of a golden retriever. Yeah. He's been compared to that, and it's like it's a perfect analogy because it works so well. It's like uh, if you remember Andrew Hammond. Oh, the Hamburglar! <laughs> the Hamburglar! And let me tell you. Everyone wanted the Hambler to, to get a shutout every game he played. Yeah, absolutely. doesn't matter what team you were cheering for, you were all in on the Hamburglar. That is a very good point, actually. I do remember that. that was Maybe huge. it's just the food thing, honestly. Maybe the food thing with yeah. the goalies is what yeah. uh, makes goalies... Uh, real likable. Real right? likable, huh? Because <laughs> you got soup and then the Hamburglar. Yeah, absolutely. They're throwing cheeseburgers at him down on the ice. That was insane. That was absolutely insane. Um, so we talked about a little bit about Joseph's wall shutout in that game, yep. um, but I wanted to talk about a little more, but more from the Islanders' perspective because they Ouch. were still booing and chanting names at John Tavares every time he would touch the puck, and it's like, guys, get over it, guys. It's been four years. Yeah, like he left. Yeah, it's and by the way, the New York Islanders. Went past the Leafs in the playoffs every year since, since that, well, uh, since Tavares leaving them. Well, yeah, it was hard not to. I mean, all they had to do is win a round, and they, they did it. Yeah, <laughs> somehow the Islanders won the Tavares signing, technically. Yeah, I don't know. If we're, if we're saying they won it by they were more successful in the playoffs, 
then technically I think they won the Tavares signing. I guess, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they definitely are struggling this season. Oh, yeah, they're real bad. They're real bad. <laughs> but, I mean, the last, yeah, what, four years, I guess, since Tavares has been gone, they have they have done very well without him, I, I will say. New York Islanders winless at uh, UBS Arena, and John Tavares is not winless yeah, at UBS Yeah, so I, I just wanted um, to uh, maybe put a little salt in the wound for Islanders fans, <laughs> um, just because... I think it's a little disrespectful that they're still booing John Tavares. Um, so I thought it was kind of funny that he actually has more wins there than the actual team. Um, so I thought I would bring that to everyone's attention, uh, which is very interesting. So I have another um, open question. All right. Um, so the Leafs, in the last 15 games, have done very well. I mean, they're 8-2-0 in their yep. last 10. Yeah, they're hot. Um, they, they're coming off of massive win streaks. They had a five-win streak, and then I think they had a four-win streak after yep, it. They did. They got another win a couple nights ago um, against the Islanders. Do you think that the current Toronto Maple Leafs are serious Stanley Cup contenders? That's a tough question. Yeah. And when we're saying serious Cup contenders, we're implying top four. Yeah. 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 Or, or you could even compare it into like a top two conference final. Yeah, team that's that's what I'm. That's what I'm. Are they a top to think, two yeah. in the conference final or in like the Eastern Conference, or are they like kind of? I NHL? think that both Carolina and Florida have more complete rosters than Toronto. Mm-hmm. But it depends on the playoff performance. I think the Leafs. It's going to be one or the other for them. I think it's going to be a first-round exit or a cup final. And I don't know if there's going to be anything in between because either they've figured out or they haven't. That's a very interesting take. Yeah, because the thing about that is when, I, when I'm going to try to answer it, I'm going to try to be as least biased as possible. Yeah. But do you remember I am a Leafs fan? And it is in my nature to say that every year is our year. Hey, we're not being paid to do this. We can, we can yeah. play favorites sometimes. We can play favorites sometimes, yeah. Um, but so I will say, I don't know. Um, the thing I will say about this year is this Leafs team looks like the most confident. Yep. And the most composed Leaf team Absolutely. that we have seen since this like main core was together. Yeah. Um, if you look at some of the games they're winning compared to last year, they're like actually facing year, adversity. They were in a lot of really high-scoring battles where it was back and forth. Whereas this year, you're seeing a lot of Leafs games, especially as of late, that are very low-scoring against yeah. very good teams, which. I Which has been what we've been saying about them for like three years. Exactly. Like, I think that's kind of what the Leafs have been trying to figure out how to win for how many years. Because in the playoffs, guess what? It's not going to be very easy to score four, five, six goals. No, it is not. You're going to win a lot more games, 3-2, two, 2-1. Two, um, and like the Leafs, as of late, have, have done that. They've been in very low-scoring games. They've done very well defensively. So in my opinion, I definitely think that they're a serious threat at the Cup this year. And I know that that's like a Leafs fan says it every year. But at least this time I have some sort of facts and statistics to base it off of. 
Um, but I can't really say much. Hopefully, in my opinion, we will know the answer after game three or four of the first round. Interesting. Because yeah. if the Leafs have figured out how to play in the playoffs, they can win a cup. Well, But if I they mean, have not figured out how to win in the playoffs, they're not going anywhere. Well, now you're going to see a real part of the Toronto Maple Leafs brain and how it's, what it's done to uh, fans. Um, what, what I'll say is I think that it absolutely does not matter the first two games because I could have I said the same thing about Montreal. I said, we're up 3-1. It's over. The Leafs figured out they're not playing the playoffs. And then they blew it. So I would disagree. I think there were warning signs through four games. Maybe. Four maybe games so. in, after the Habs went down 3-1, I was feeling pretty good as a Habs fan. Because those last two games, the Leafs were not comfortable at all. Yeah, that's just a good point. They were not comfortable wins. They were not confident wins. Yeah. So after the Habs were down 3-1, I was not as worried as I was in any of the other rounds. Mm, very interesting. Um, yeah, I... Which is terrible to say. But. Yeah, well, as, as a Leafs fan again, um, after we lost game six, I knew that it was over. Obviously, yeah. I was like, at least don't do this. <laughs> they don't, they don't win this game. No. Um, so you know, maybe a bit of bias coming into play there, but um, different perspectives on uh, the current Leafs situation, and then in some last news of the Leafs in some less serious. This is my news. favorite news. I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, I guess so, <laughs> but it's like it's you know. Anyways, Austin Matthews has said that because he has reached his $134,000 for November, he will be changing his mustache, which means he will be getting rid of it. Praise God. Um, yeah, you, you think it's a good, good Man, am Matthews? I so excited to not have to look at that face. Um, oh my goodness. Yeah, as a uh, huge Matthews fan... Um, I thought, yeah, it was great what he did. You know, he grew it out and he started uh, raising that money for um, November. Yeah, he raised a um, lot of money. Good for him. He did. Yeah, a he raised a lot of money, which is huge. Because he didn't meet um, his goal last year. Yeah, last year he had the same so financial he, goal and he did not he, make that's it. That's why he kept it the yep. whole time. Um, so yeah, so that I think it'll be interesting to see a non-19-year-old Austin Matthews without a mustache play hockey. <laughs> I think it'll be interesting to see how it affects him. I hope he doesn't look worse. I know. That's the thing. Because if you look at like a picture of him from his rookie year to now, yeah, he looks he so much now. different. Does I know, I know he looks better now. But like, I don't know. I think the best was um, when he looked how he was on the NHL uh, 20 cover. Oh, that was his just the looking. mustache. He had the oh, muzzy brutal. and he had the, the, like, the small stubble. Just the and it just made him look like line. such a man. And just he looked he looked so much better, and then he got like just the mustache with the full shave, and it looks like eh, it's a little you know, a little interesting. Just, no, um, I'm not a huge um, fan of it. Moving on from our favorites, um, this week I think we're just gonna hit the highlights of around the week yeah. uh, around the league. Um, a lot, not a lot of huge news or politics for hockey, so I think let's just go over like some things that happen in the league. Yeah. So uh, I mentioned how I went to school with Jamie Drysdale last week, um, and our curse of the podcast comes true again because, funny enough, he scored probably the flukiest goal I've ever seen in my life. It was unbelievable. He took a shot from the point, 
it hit off a Nashville player, I believe it was Yossi, yep. and then it deflected and hit the second Nashville defenseman and ran right into the net. And, the shot uh, was missing by like two feet. Absolutely. Yossi think, was not in front of the net and think, it hit him. Yeah, I think Drysdale's plan there was just like, oh, like get the puck in deep and cycle it. Yeah. And then it was just I, like... You scored, and um, I don't know if you saw the full highlight, but Getzlaff has a pretty funny reaction to it. He's just like, he's kind of just looking like super confused, like how <laughs> did that just happen? It, it's just really funny uh, from Getzlaff, and it was just a funny situation that like I never seen something such go in that way. Some sad news. Um, podcast favorite Troy Terry, sixteen game point streak. Snapped versus Nashville. Oh, Troy Terry. Um, I like this kid. Incredible point streak. A 16-game point streak. That is absolutely unreal. Um, the kid is lighting it up. And he, yeah, I, I mean, there's there's not enough good things to say about this kid because it's he, he so kind of came out of nowhere as yep. well. Um, and, yeah, I think that... You know, you'll probably get some other point streaks throughout the year. Um, I kind of want to talk about the uh, Sabres-Rangers game. Yeah. The, the, the 5-4 Rangers win. Yeah. Um, um. <laughs> first off, this was an amazing game to watch. It was so exciting. But holy cow, both of these teams are defensively terrible. Yeah. Um. We were, yeah, I was watching the highlights of the game, and um, I believe it was the third goal that New York had scored. Yeah. And it was like a 2-2 game, and if you, like, if you really watch that, that goal back, it was the Capo-Caco goal. Yeah. Um, oh, I think Adam Fox actually scored. I think it deflected. Oh, did it really? Yeah. Maybe. Um, well, anyways. Hear that, um, or he was just Capo real Capo happy is, is able to, like, Walk right in because one Buffalo defenseman, this is in a change and after a turnover, but yeah, fresh still, legs on the ice. So they have fresh legs and they kind of don't really hustle to get back. No hustle. And then, so one defenseman gets dragged to Ryan Strom, who's in the corner, yep. who has gotten rid of the puck and passed it out front to Capo Kakadin. So he takes himself out of the play. And then the other defenseman for Buffalo, for some reason, just continues to stay, skate back until Capo has this like huge lane of time lane. and space to walk in. And then he j of course he scores. He's what he basically had a breakaway. Yeah, it was it was it was brutal defense. The defensive turnovers in this game were ridiculous. <laughs> I think that's why it made it such an entertaining game. Oh, it was because, a great game to watch. Because there were so many turnovers that there was just so much action. Yeah. Um and it was like see what I found was like when I was talking about like those Leaf games when they were really high action, even though they were low scoring, the both teams were playing really good and they were getting good yeah. plays to set up and then create those chances offensively. Whereas this was just each team capitalizing the other one's mistakes. There's just so much space out on the ice. Mm -hmm. um, I, the Buffalo Sabres aren't real. They, me, they suck. Yeah. Um, the Buffalo Sabres are a bad team yeah. and they will finish bottom three in the stands. Yeah, I I, um, I don't know if they'll finish bottom three again this year. I think Seattle's going to do better than them. I think the Habs are going to do better than them. Yeah, Ottawa will probably do better than them. Ottawa, um, Detroit. 
Who I, else? Who else sits perennially at the bottom of that list? Arizona. <laughs> well, I mean, Arizona's last, as far as I'm concerned. They've taken themselves out of the equation. I mean, I guess yeah. Also, Detroit definitely looks like they're doing better this year. Yeah. Um, well, they have some skill at least. They have. They have. The thing about Detroit this year compared to last year is this year they have pieces to build around, whereas last year they were just like a half-assed franchise. Yeah, they were a half-assed <laughs> franchise. Yeah, 100%. By the way, maybe Seattle is going to finish lower than I think because they are 2-8-0 in their last 10. Yeah. Yeah. That's good for worst in the league. <laughs> yeah. Um, Seattle not doing so Thanks. hot. Um, I don't know. I... I I think I think Buffalo has a lot of problems. Um, and I don't so, think we are good enough to fix them. Well, they we, they have goaltending problems. They have problems. Aaron Dell. They have problems defending goals, and they have problems scoring. So when you have problems doing all aspects of the game, it un- makes sense why you're having the problems one, now. The one New York goal where Aaron Dell just got confused and yeah. lied down. Yeah. Oh man. oh, man. That was pretty That was pretty brutal. Oh, um, man. Not even Caden Primo would have done that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Not even um, Zachary Fukali would have done that. Yeah, so I think it was definitely safe to say that it was a fluke that the Sabres were good at the beginning of the yeah. season. Yeah. Oh, also, just considering that they're on a three-game losing streak, and they are 2-7-1 and one in their last 10. I'll do um, it. I'll do it. That is a team that does not show hope for a playoff contention. Um, something that I found extremely surprising, I have kind of been going about thinking that New York was an all-right team until we decided to take a look at their defensive depth and yeah. realized that they have more than one defenseman who should not be playing in the yeah, NHL Yeah, right we now. looked at it, and this is the Rangers, by the way, just so you guys know it, the correct New York. Um, the Rangers we are talking yeah. about. Yeah, um, important New York franchise. Yeah, Sorry, when we, <laughs> when we looked at um, When you look at the def- defensemen that the Rangers have... <laughs> I, I knew two names, and the rest of them I kind of were like, oh, yeah, I think I've heard of him. <laughs> and oh, I only I knew three him. because Jared Tenorti is an ex-hab. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like most people know Jacob Truba and yeah. Adam Fox, yeah. but then it's like... Oh, that's yeah, Ryan Lindgren. This would actually be a fun game for the viewers. How many New York Rangers defensemen can you name off the top of your head? Oh, yeah. Is it somewhere between two and three? Probably. <laughs> Well, do you, do you want to list off their seven active defensemen right now? Because you have Adam Fox, Jacob Truba, Keandre Miller, Ryan Lindgren, Niels, Niels Lundqvist, Jacob Truba, <laughs> Jacob Truba, and Jared Tenorti. Yeah, um, that's a big question mark there for sure, because that is a decor that, um, other than Fox, and, and by the way, we sucks. did miss. Uh, Patrick Nemeth. Yeah. Right. Who put up all of zero points in 18 games, games played. Yeah. Um, yeah, wow. definitely I think the Rangers need uh, some stronger defensive depth. Um, they're not looking too hot in that area. Yeah, um, it, was, it was significantly worse than I thought it was. And it's, like, super noticeable as well with the play. Yeah. Like, if you, okay, look at Fox and Truba are both plus five, right, the yep. top pairing. 
And then if you go to the bottom pairing of or the bottom two, I guess, on the team is Tenorti and Nemeth, who are minus five and minus eight. Um, then the only other Rangers defenseman that's higher than a plus one is Ryan Lindgren. Who is a legitimate NHL caliber defenseman. Yeah. Who, by the way, only three points through 18 games is less than I thought Ryan Lindgren was going to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so definitely um, there needs to be some more work done in defense in the defense area in New York. Um, there was also the conflict in New York um, a couple nights ago with uh, Zabinajad and their head coach. That was after the Buffalo game. That was after the Buffalo game. So I guess it was reported that Zabinajad had, um, was complaining about a yeah. tripping call that was missed. And um, <laughs> there's a video of, of the clip. Um, but you see that coach did not like that. No, he did not. Um, and so basically it was reported that the coach pretty much just told Zabinajab to shut up. shut up and like not talk back to the rest before he gets two minutes. Um, and I think that's really important um, for coaches to, to tell that to the players because I've been in those situations where you, you get a missed call or you get a bad call or whatever. And you you just are so frustrated by the ref's decision that you maybe lose your head a little bit, um, and then when you hear your coach telling you to like stop talking and stop running your mouth, you kind of you kind of cool down a little bit, and you're like, right, that's you're our smart. I understand that. Yeah, that makes yep. a lot of sense. I don't want to like make this worse than it already is. Give us a penalty. Um, put it shorthanded. Yep. I, I like the move of Gallant. Um, when I first saw the clip, I was a little confused because uh, obviously the Banerjee is a go-to guy there. Yeah. And, um, and but yeah, if you don't get a call, you should not be blaming yeah. it for um, the loss. Also, I feel terrible for Zabinajet because if I had to see God, it was so scary. Gallant's face screaming at me like that, he's I already would, not a pretty guy. I would be terrified. I would be absolutely terrified. By the way, this is similar to the comments Mike Babcock made about Connor McDavid. That is true. Interesting yeah. trend. Interesting trend. Yeah. Um, hat trick heroes this week. Um, I'll start with Matt Duchesne. Sure. Yep. Because uh, that one hits a little closer to the heart. Yep. I'm gonna say all three goals he scored were real nice. <laughs> they were. They were flashy. They were high speed. They were skilled goals, and only one of them should have happened. <laughs> one yeah. of those goals was fully legitimate. He had a, he stole it in the neutral yeah. zone and just blew by everyone. Yeah, it was uh, a Matt Duchesne goal. It was yeah. like a 2014 Matt Duchesne goal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a prime time Matt Duchesne goal. Um, and then our other hat trick hero comes from Ottawa. Um, Zach yep. Sanford, who scored nice. three goals against Colorado. Um, so congratulations to him. Maybe someone that wasn't really expected to be put on this list. Mind you, though, um, I but have heard a surprising amount of news about Zach Sanford the last two years. He has looked very good. I remember um, I was seeing headlines about him pretty often last year. He definitely, he was, yeah, he definitely has um, a, a lot of potential. Mind you, though, I suppose... He's in Ottawa. He's playing on the second line at least, and he's yeah. the third line winger at yeah, most. Yeah, so. at most. Yeah, for sure. Um, that is true. Uh, that is a good point to bring up as well. Um, uh, grinders of the week. So I put Jaden Schwartz here. Yeah. Who's got 16 points in 18 games, which isn't great. I mean, he's only got four goals, um, but he did last game against the Washington Capitals get a goal and three assists. 
and has looked like he's found himself yep. a little bit in Seattle. Um, well, I mean, 16 points in 18 games is not bad at all. Not at all. Um, he is, like, the definition of a grinder oh, um, yeah. is Jaden Swartz, um, <laughs> former Stanley Cup winner with the St. Louis Blues. Yeah. Um, no, he's looked very good um, as of late. Arguably, though, an even bigger grinder somehow than Jaden Schwartz. Boone Jenner. Nice. <laughs> he had four points in three games this week. Two goals, two assists. Yep. Keeping it classy, you know? Keeping the points and the goals. I goal. mean, Boone um, Jenner. Boone Jenner. And love I feel it. like Boone Jenner is just like one of the most enforcing and grinder oh, yeah. names that I've ever seen in hockey. And he's not he's not a huge guy. He's not he's a only huge he's guy. only six one, two hundred. He is a huge but grinder. He uh, he plays like a like he's six four, two fifty. Yeah, he uh, he plays big for sure. Um, I, I always thought he was at least 6'3", and then just today I found out that he was average NHL size. Yeah, I think it's also just to, like, do with his name. Like, Boone, Boone. Jenner, you think of, like, like this massive body of like, person. His name's Boone. Boone Jenner. It's incredible. Like, oh, um, uh, props to him. He had a great week. He's done very well. He's been in Columbus a long time. He has been, yeah. He has been in Columbus for as far as I can remember. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. If he's I played don't for remember else. like a Columbus team before Boone Jenner, to be honest. Um, <laughs> there was he has was drafted by Columbus, and he has not left. Interesting. So maybe he'll spend his whole career there. You never know. Well, might as well at this point. It's my Columbus. God. If you yeah. if you if you've invested a decade in Columbus, <laughs> Columbus. might as well might as well finish might it off. Well finish Mind you though, he's from Dorchester. That's only about twenty minutes away from me. Interesting. Look yeah. at that. Maybe he's a local boy. He's a local boy. Yeah. My uh, my mom used to be the principal at the school in Dorchester. Interesting. Very interesting. I wonder if he grew up a Leafs fan. I wouldn't mind seeing Boone Jenner in a Leafs uniform. <laughs> I wouldn't mind at all. <laughs> Swear to God, <laughs> Boone Jenner goes to the Leafs. Man, how funny would that be? All right. Um, stars of the week? Yeah, so uh, we put Andrew Mangiapani. Because he's insane. Andrew Mangiapani. Um, he is insane. And I did have um, a bit of an open-ended question that I wanted you to ask you. Yeah. Um, do you think the... The pace that Mangiapane is scoring, keep in mind that he is um, he is the leader in goals for uh, per 60 minutes. Yep. yep. Um, do you think that Andrew Mangiapane has scored himself a slot on the Olympic roster for Canada? Braden Point just got injured. He did. If there's time. an open spot, I mean, i give him a shot. There's going to be tryouts. 100%. Yeah. I think he deserves an invite. I think he deserves a chance. Absolutely. And I mean, last year, when, we, when it was released that um, the NHL was going to be allowing players to participate in the Olympics, I remember I saw all, all sorts of like, uh, mock drafts and mock teams yep. for like, all over the, all, all the countries, right? And none and of them had Mangiapane. None of them had Mangiapane. However... I saw a lot of Canadian teams, or a lot of people, put Zach Hyman on yep. the Canadian team. Yep, I put Mangiapane over Hyman. In my perspective, this year, Mangiapane is faster yep. 
and he's got better hands than Zach also Hyman. he's got more goals than Zach Hyman has points. Zach yeah. Hyman only has fourteen points. Now. And Zach Hyman's playing with Connor McDavid. Yeah, and Andrew and getting Mangiapani. power play time with Drysaddle and McDavid. Yeah, and Mangiapane's just like scoring because he's so good right now. I have kind of a hot take about Andrew Mangiapane. I think there's there's definitely an interesting. Um, argument to be made for both sides of if he makes it or not. I would agree. I, think I could also see him in like uh, one of the call positions, like a taxi squad position for him, an extra. Yeah. Um, but I definitely don't think it's out of the picture for him. I would 100% agree that it's not out of the picture for him. Mm-hmm. But I don't think Andrew Mangiapane is going to break 40 goals this year. Really? Andrew Mangiapane is shooting at a percentage of 31. I cannot see how he can sustain that. I don't think he's cracking 40. Fair enough. 40, 40 yeah, 40 does seem a little 20 high 20 games Mangiapane. in, 15 goals. That is on pace for significantly more than 40. Oh, absolutely. That's a 60-goal season. Yeah. I don't think he's cracking 40. I think he cracks 40. I don't think he cracks 50. Okay. I don't think he... I don't think he. I think he barely cracks forty. Taps out um, at forty-five. Kind of thing. Yeah, like I think he's gonna be between forty, forty-five, somewhere around there. Just because um, of like his current pace, like he's already got fifteen goals and he's still got you know sixty-ish games left to play. Only got to score another twenty-five. He's almost halfway, 62. right? <laughs> he's almost halfway, um, and we're not even close to halfway through the season. So for me, I think that he does crack forty goals. I think he definitely does. And I think that he is definitely has potential to become an Olympian. Um, another uh, reason I don't think that he's cracking forty, he's not getting power play time. He's not getting power. That play is time. actually true. He's yeah. only got a minute and a half of power play time. Yeah. Um, you never know though. They might throw him on the power play more I, often if, now. If they haven't thrown him on yet, they definitely why would should. They start? I, yeah. They um, should have thrown him on after he scored. His first seven goals in, like, five games. Yeah, literally. Um, but, yeah, no, Mangiapane had another great week. Had a potential future Olympian. Um, the other star of the week that we have um, goes to Jack Campbell. Yeah. Um, we already talked about Campbell a little bit before, but uh, he definitely deserves another star of the week because he has been, like, I think, in my opinion, he's been the Leafs' second or third most valuable player of the season. I would agree. Yep. Um, and it's just, I, I just love to see it. He's just dominating. He's got the second most shutouts, the best goals against the average amongst goalies with more yep. than five games. Um, I, I, I just love Jack Campbell, and I'm super happy that he was able to find his way in the NHL. The most interesting thing I see when watching the Leafs and Campbell play is that you can absolutely tell that he is not one of the most skilled goaltenders in the league. Mm-hmm. You can absolutely tell that he, skill-wise, is not an elite goaltender. Mm-hmm. The way he has found success is through drilling the position in his head. Yeah, His positioning is perfect. His reaction times are fantastic. Mm-hmm. He's honestly gotten to the point where he is through pure work. Pure yeah. work. Because he was terrible mm-hmm. in, uh, where was it, L.A.? Yeah. He was terrible. He was not good in L.A. And um, he, he had the, the one-on-one experiences with that coach. Yep. 
He also it worked. He was being mentored by one yep. of the best goalies of the time, and Jonathan Quick. Quick. Yep. He yeah. It certainly looked like he should have been better from the start. Yeah. Um, like he had really good development, and he had good mentors. He had good coaching. Something just didn't click. Something just didn't work in LA, and then he got this shot in Toronto, yep. and he's absolutely just taken away with it. And I I love to see it. Because if you remember, um, you acquired him in the off season, no? Yes. We did. Um, it was and a, he was doing the work during the off season. Yeah, LA never yeah. got to see him play after he did the work with his uh, his coach. Yeah, um, that trade also looking like an absolute steal. Oh, man, it was trade. it was uh, Trevor Moore and a couple of picks for Jack Campbell and Kyle Clifford. Yep, Kyle Clifford, as we mentioned last week, also coming back to the Leafs. Super exciting yep. to see where he slots in. Is he slotting in? Where does he slot is he in? Slotting I have no idea. Oh, he's a backup. Because the other thing to think about also is Mikheyev's injury time is coming up soon, yeah. right? Yeah. So when he comes back, like, who do you put in? Um, I think that is the best question that a general manager, a coach, can ask themselves, though, is like, who do we actually play? Because that means that you have enough guys, or you have more than enough guys that are... Yeah able to play and do well in the NHL. Um, so I think that there's it's a good thing that we have too many options, but it is interesting. Um, but yeah, that was a steal of a trade to bring Campbell to Toronto. Um, and it's I think it's worked out very well. Um, I have an honorary mention mm -hmm. for, um, for our Stars of the Week. Um, and it's kind of funny. It's Ilya Samsonov, yep. who incredibly put up Three shutouts in his last five games. Yeah. But the reason I couldn't give it to him is because he got blown out in the other two games. Mm. Um, after he shuts out the Coyotes, he only plays 25 minutes against the Panthers. And he gets lit up. Three goals against. The next game, um, he plays Columbus. And he doesn't necessarily get blown out, but does not play very well. Mm -hmm. And then his last two games have both been shutouts. Yeah. Um, and that deserves an honorary mention. For sure. Maybe if we had like a back hat trick for shutouts in a week, he would be in that there section. There you go, yeah, there you go. But back-to-back -back um, shutouts is rare, cool, and deserves a mention. Yeah, definitely. Um, almost Ilya Samsonov. <laughs> uh, maybe next week. If you continue playing, I mean, if he get, let's say he gets two more shutouts this week, if he gets four shutouts I in mean, a week, in six shutouts in a span of two weeks, he's got to he's got to be there, be right? Uh, we're gonna do something a little different. Hot takes. Mm -hmm. I think we need more opinions, yeah. more disagreement. Yeah, um, I think this also is gonna show a little bit more like character. Yeah, not even development, but it shows a little bit more of us and what our hockey takes are. So um, the first hot take is that Anaheim isn't real and will miss the playoffs. That's what I'm saying. That's what you're saying. That's what I'm so saying. So those are your thoughts. I'm saying Anaheim is not real. Anaheim will not make the playoffs. And for the simple reason that they have not been able to confidently beat a good team except for St. Louis. Hmm. They beat Washington in overtime. Mm -hmm. um, they did not beat Carolina. They beat Vancouver, Seattle, Vancouver, Arizona, and New Jersey. 
none of those teams are true cup contenders. That is a very good point. Um, what I will say, on the contrary, um, I don't think the Anaheim Ducks are going to win a division spot, but I do think that they will okay. find a wild card spot um, just because I, okay, I don't see the Ducks finishing better than Flames, Oilers, and Golden Knights. But I also don't see them doing worse than the Sharks, Kings, and Canucks, which would slot them in fourth place in the Pacific, which then it brings you to Central for the wild card. And I think that, okay, so the current standings in the wild card are Minnesota, Jets, Predators, Avalanche. I think probably the Avalanche will jump the Preds. Yeah, the Avalanche will finish significantly higher than they are right now. They're just so injured. So I think that that's like the kind of the the, an eight seed. The locks of the of the central is kind of like the Preds, the Blues, and then like the Wild and the Jets are both yep. kind of there. Preds are almost there. I think the only real lock is Avalanche, maybe the Jets, maybe the Wild. I don't know, just because the Wild is so young. Um, so yeah, I do think that the Ducks look way better than last year. Um, yeah, they are. Uh, yeah. They're looking. They're looking way better than last year, and I think that they could definitely make a run for a wild card spot, um, just because they have so much potential. And it seems like their group is mending a lot better. For example, their captain Getzlav has like a hundred assists now, <laughs> and like a goal maybe. <laughs> Troy Terry just got off a sixteen-game point streak. Jamie I just don't a fluky one. think they can keep it going. But you, you had a question as well. You had a question mm-hmm. as well. That might be my hot take, but you have a question for us. Yeah. So when you originally put this question, I had to go look, and I was I had to I wanted to really analyze who I thought the Ducks would be able to beat out and who I thought they wouldn't be able to beat out. And then it brought up this question for me of who wins the Pacific Division because it's so scrambly right now. It is. It is. Yeah. And so, like... Do you think it's going to be Edmonton, Oilers, or Golden Knights, or do you think it's another team that kind of shines through and and takes it? <laughs> um, it's I'm going Golden Knights. You're gonna go Golden I'm going Knights. Golden okay. Knights. Interesting. Um, I'm Golden Knights. I think I'm gonna go with the Edmonton Oilers. Okay. And the only reasoning for that is that they are just so good in the regular season, and they have Connor McDavid. So. <laughs> That is a fair um, point. I'm gonna put. I think they. I think they finish better than Vegas in standings, but I think the Vegas Golden Knights have a better chance of going deeper in the playoffs. Okay. Um, like I think the 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 one true winner of the Pacific Division, like will be the Golden Knights in the playoffs. Will be the Golden Knights, um, but I think the Oilers will finish top of the regular season um, for the Pacific Division at least. I think. The Oilers will finish third. Mm. I think it's going Vegas, Calgary, Edmonton. Mm-hmm. I I don't have any faith in the Edmonton Oilers. I do not believe that they can even put together a complete season. Interesting. I don't believe that it because I haven't thought. seen it. Yeah, that is true. That is very true, actually. The Connor McDavid effect is too real. It's yeah. too real. Um, he inflates all of their advanced statistics so much that nothing I see about the Edmonton Oilers is reliable except for their penalty kill. Yeah. Which is first in the league somehow. Yeah. Or second in the league, sorry. Yeah. Penguins um, haven't beat. 
Yeah, there's only three things that are guaranteed in Edmonton, and it's that McDavid is great, Dreisaitl is also great, and... Nothing ever ends well. Nothing ever ends well. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we gotta move on now, we gotta move on. That was brutal. We just called him out so much. Well, uh, matchups of the night, I... There's only three tonight, yeah, and only one of them is even kind of okay, kind of if we're game. being honest. Yeah. I, so. I, I just picked it because it's like matchup of the night, so it's like a Tuesday game, and I was like, I was looking at the schedule, and I, I saw the Philly-Tampa game, and I was like, you know what, that's probably a pretty good, a good game. game to watch. Yep. And then I looked at the other two, and I was like, I, I said to Will, I was like, man, we might have to look into like Wednesday's games because... There's only three games tonight, and none of them are really too entertaining. Now, luckily for us, look who's playing Wednesday. Um, Anaheim and Colorado. Very interesting. Exactly what we were talking about. Exactly what we were talking about. Um, Colorado, five-game win streak right now. Five-game win streak. They've looked way better. By the way, on the podcast, we did say that they looked bad, and they start to to look good. Just saying, it's another curse. Um, They're still so injured. They're missing... Like half of their team. Half their team. They almost lost Kale McCarr. Oh my God, that was so close. I don't know if you guys saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Teammate was getting off the bench and a skate came up and hit him right in the nose. And of course it was Kale McCarr. I know. Because of course. Of all people to hit. (laughs) He's the only only star they had on the bench. And of course he's the guy who gets hit. Yeah. Um, So luckily he was not cut or injured or anything, but like that would have been a very gruesome. Gross play. Um, I say 4-2 Colorado. You're saying 4-2 Colorado? Colorado. Um, I don't think the Ducks look good in this game. I don't think they look good. I think Troy Terry looks good in this game. (laughs) We're going to have to watch this game. I'm going to put... Yeah, sure. I'm not going to watch it. We're going to have to watch it. Um, I'm going to put... You know what? It's a a completely biased opinion, and it's just because my friend plays in their team. I'm going to take Anaheim uh, in a 3-1 game. (laughs) <laughs> I'm I'm predicting that Colorado will score one goal against Anaheim. I'm just bold there like that. Go, eh? That's Anaheim, a full reversal. If Anaheim wins against Colorado, though, 3-1 tonight, I will be... That would be the craziest prediction of all time. Well, one of them. It's, it's got to be. That's, like, so bold. Other than um, uh, that Buffalo prediction I had that yeah. was absolutely correct. Absolutely, yeah. I um, did miss the score by one goal. You did miss the score by one goal. But holy, it yeah. was... Uh, not a popular opinion, and it no. worked out. It worked out, yeah. You got actually both those right, too. Yeah, we did. were right on that. We said that yeah, we were yeah. going to get both correct, and you did. Um, and so for my matchup of the night, it is the tonight matchup versus Philly and Tampa. Should be a good game. Um, should be a very good game. Two teams that have, I mean, well, Tampa has definitely had some deep playoff runs. They've, they're <laughs> one back-to-back. <Stop. laughs> um, but Philly, again, is one of those teams that has really tried to find their way in the playoffs. Yeah. And they've had a lot of regular season success, and they've had some sort of um, success in the playoffs, but not too much. Yeah. Um, I think it's both very, uh, very well-rounded teams that both have speed and skill. Um, I'm saying three-two Tampa. I am also going to go Tampa for that one tonight. I'm going to go with five-four. All right. Um, uh, I think that just about wraps up this week. Yeah, I think that's all That's all I got. There you go. Uh, yeah. That's all the grinders have to say. Remember, uh, pucks in deep, active sticks. See you next week. Drive safe.